0: This episode is sponsored by Vulture, high performance cloud compute, bare metal, and storage in 25 locations all over the world. Sign up and get $200 free credit to use in 30 days at G E T V U L T R dot com slash L A D. Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of Linux After Dark. I'm Joe. I'm Chris. I'm Gary.
1: And I'm Dalton.
0: Welcome back, chaps. Let's talk about Lineage OS and Android phones. But uh, let's start with you, Gary. You are a proud iPhone user, or maybe an ashamed iPhone user, I don't know. But you have been trying out this latest Lineage OS that's recently come out, 19.1. As an iPhone user, what did you think of it? I mean, having
2: to flash the OS tethered to a computer (laughs) was a new experience. Um, So I, I guess I backtrack a little bit. So yeah, I've been an iPhone user for quite a while, mainly because I don't want to own a phone and it's the lowest barrier to entry to use something that my family can use. But prior to that, I was an Android user. I had a Pixel 3 for a couple of years, and to be honest, it sat in a drawer. And after we recorded the last episode, we got talking about Android phones and various other bits, as we often do after recording. And yeah, I said, you know what, I will give it a go. I'll try and flash lineage on it. Uh, So yeah, flashed lineage with no Google apps. I thought if I'm Can I go for Lineage? I may as well go full open source free software. I don't actually use any Google apps on my iPhone anyway. Uh, And yeah, it was was fine. It flashed fairly easily, took all of five minutes, which I think probably contrasts the experience that some of you had this week. Got it installed, had a play with it. I haven't gone as far as putting my SIM in it and daily driving it. But yeah, I mean, it, it seems fine. It's much more responsive than the stock ROM was on the Pixel 3. The battery life is much longer, so I think I flashed it on Saturday, and I've still yet to plug it in. It's Thursday, by the way. Yep, it is Thursday. I mean, it, it's Android with no Google apps that I had to flash myself.
0: Dalton, you used to work on Ubiports, and you've got a lot of experience with this. You have been using Lineage as a daily driver for quite some time already.
1: Right. So before I worked on Ubuntu Touch, and for a little bit while I did, I used Lineage OS on an Nexus 5X. Ugh! <laughs> and then once the ball really started rolling with Ubuntu Touch, I got a phone that could use that instead. First the Nexus 5, later the Xperia X, later the Pixel 3a, and used Ubuntu Touch on all of those. So there was that gap of a couple of three years-ish where I wasn't using Lineage OS.
0: Well, you actually used Ubuntu Touch full-time with no other phone?
1: Yes. So when I traveled, I would carry a phone with Lineage OS But that was mostly for the app that you need to use to get back in through American Customs. So, uh, there's an app. It is proprietary. It only runs on, you know, Googled Android. But you can make it not. That you fill out a form and they let you in through Customs faster for some reason. I don't know. It doesn't even need internet access. Very strange. So, for traveling, I would carry that. But, no, I was using Ubuntu Touch and PodBird. and getting calls and taking messages. My needs of a phone aren't that large because I sit at a computer most of the day that has all of those things on it that I would use. Back in October, I became a Lineage OS user again. That's around the time where all the burnout stuff started happening really badly. And I went on a trip for a week and just took a Lineage OS phone with me without Google Apps. I uninstalled everything that was on it. You know, I didn't have any messaging apps or anything. Just like the sat-nav, and that was all that I put on there. And it worked fine there, and that's that's kind of where things started spiraling down that ultimately ended up with me leaving Ubiports, so this issue does hit close to home for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm just using Lineage OS now on a Pixel 3, and yeah, it's fine. And are you using Google Apps then? No, no, I don't use Google Apps. So all of the Google stuff in my life kind of went away, I think around 2016, 17-ish, when I first found the Google Activity Log and listened to myself as a little twat from like 2014 talking to Google, I got rid of that stuff real quick and haven't really gone back. So I'm still not using the Google Apps, which is great because it gives me about three days of battery life on the Pixel 3, and it's fast. The hardest thing with flashing Lineage 19 was that The Pixel 3 had an Android 12 ROM, which means you need to get all of the firmware and proprietary drivers and stuff up to that version before you can flash on Lineage OS, which I think is where most of us hit the issues here. Lineage can't distribute those things. So you have to get the factory image for whatever version of Android you want, install that over your old LineageOS install, and then install lineage OS again, hopefully without breaking your data partition in between, because that means you need to restore all of your apps.
2: Yeah, see, this is why I think it maybe took me all of five minutes, because I've never bothered daily driving LineageOS, other than when I was poor and have particularly terrible phones, that just meant I got a little bit of extra support. I'll oh, get you fancy man with your fancy job and your fancy iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it never really bothered me that much that it was running uh, the Google firmware and had all the Google apps on it. And I look back on that now with, with slight horror.
0: <laughs> so Chris, you've been using Lineage, but I believe with Google apps for quite some time.
3: Yeah, I have. I started in about 2010 uh, with CyanogenMod because I had an HTC desire and it had very limited storage space. And I wanted to work out a way of fudging that with an SD card, basically, and flashing CyanogenMod and then using apps to SD which is a script that created a SIM link and kind of bridged the internal storage with an SD card, was the way to do that. And I've literally been running CyanogenMod and then Lineage on every phone I've ever had since then. Always with Google Apps. I've had some phones which are like secondary phones, and I run them without Google Apps. And it's definitely, every phone I've tried that on, where I have had Google Apps on it before, I've had a couple of tablets too like that, it's incredibly Different. It's faster with much longer battery life because it's not polling all the different Google services all the time the phone is connected to the internet. It's like it's running in airplane mode most of the time, unless you choose to do something on the internet. So I've been through like ups and downs. Like I remember when mod nearly disappeared on Christmas Day and stuff like that. But I was quite pleased. I wasn't looking forward to upgrading because when I went from Lineage Seventeen to Eighteen, which is uh, android 10 to 11 i was quite disappointed and continued to be disappointed with the performance of my oneplus 6t Um, they introduced scoped storage which is much like iphones where each application has like a segregated containerized storage with a fused back end and it was honestly atrocious on the oneplus 6t at first like loads of the file manager apps wouldn't load directories very quickly at all even just before i upgraded taking a photo would sometimes take ages to actually save to the storage so i thought it can't get any worse so i i did an in-place upgrade and i didn't have to mess around with any firmware because my phone is end of life and genuinely you know i'm coming up to a week of using it almost everything is improved it's much much more responsive OnePlus don't support the phone anymore, so I wouldn't have got Android 12 directly from them. And that's the main reason I've flashed CyanogenMod uh, Model Lineage, is to get beyond the end of life from the manufacturer. So this time around I'm actually very, very pleased with it on the whole. Now, I because I use it with Google Apps and stuff that will detect root and not like it, and that's the problem now. Even if you don't root specifically your phone it's seen as rooted if you're running lineage os on a lot of devices so you have to jump through loads of hoops just to get back to the phone being considered safe to use and it's becoming increasingly difficult to overcome that the developer of magisk which is the latest root solution has taken a job with google so it's kind of a conflict of interest he said it's not, but it sort of is. And the project's kind of been taken into other hands. But it is becoming quite frustrating that side of things to keep going. And sometimes I just think it's quite a lot of effort. And like you said, Gary, like surely the reason to do this is to be like Phelim. I'm not doing the Google thing. I'm doing it a different way. But it's not been my experience. You know, for a decade, it's been a better way of using a phone that's still running Android with Google Apps and it's the way that I prefer. So I like what has happened with this release aside from the rude the detection thing. Okay, this episode is sponsored
0: by Collide. Go to k-o-l-i-d-e dot com slash l-a-d to sign up today. Collide sends employees important, timely and relevant security recommendations for their Linux, Mac and Windows devices right inside Slack. Collide is perfect for organizations that care deeply about compliance and security, but don't want to get there by locking down devices to the point where they become unusable. Instead of frustrating your employees, Collide educates them about security and device management, while directing them to fix important problems. Collide helps deal with some of the many issues that are not solved by locking down devices, like instructing developers to set passphrases on unencrypted SSH keys, finding plain text two-factor backup codes and teaching end users how to store them securely, and convincing employees to uninstall evil browser extensions that may sell their browser history. You can try Collide with all its features on an unlimited number of devices, free for 14 days, no credit card required. Try it out at collide.com slash L-A-D. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash L-A-D. Well, for my background, I've been running lineage on various phones for at least five years with Google Apps, and not for the same reasons as you guys, seemingly. For me, it's all about customization. I want it to be exactly like I want it. And I've tried that with Stock ROMs and I've just never really got there. Whereas with Lineage OS and Silenger mod before it, you always had extra customization. And also not having to have all the Google apps. Like, why do I want Google Play magazines and Google Play this? I don't think that's even going anywhere, but just all of the Google rubbish. Like, No, I just want a few Google apps that I need, like Maps and Gmail and Drive and Docs.
1: For me, it's not about the Google apps. It's about the Google services framework. That entire framework is very chatty, and it talks back to Google a lot. Yeah, it does. And that
0: makes me uncomfortable, but also... I like to have certain Google apps, and I just know I have to accept it. I have been using OnePlus 6 for a while, not a 6T, because this one's actually got a headphone jack, unlike your rubbish phone, Chris. (laughs) And I had been using 17.1 for quite some time because I just know what a nightmare it is to upgrade versions it always goes wrong in some way and it takes me ages to set everything up and I don't like to keep my data because that's just a recipe for disaster in my experience so I just wipe it totally and the bottom line is I missed an entire release of lineage I thought right it is really time for me to upgrade and we were going to talk about it so I thought right let's do this and uh, it went horribly horribly wrong because I can't read seemingly I missed a key part of the instructions (laughs) And that is when you come to Flash Lineage, you then need to reboot the recovery before you Flash the Google Apps and Root. And I didn't read that part because I'm dumb and it was late and I was tired. And that set me down the path of two days of just the worst tech nightmare I've had in a long time. Now, I have to caveat this with this is the ultimate first world problem. And there are people in this world right now suffering far worse fates than having a bricked phone. But, you know, it was very, very bad for me. And it resulted in me having to use a Nexus 5 for one day. And that was painful. But this whole nightmare taught me that, yes, I'm dumb and I don't read instructions properly, and it was totally my fault. But it also taught me that the lineage developers and the people trying to do custom ROMs are just constantly facing an uphill battle. As Google makes Android more and more complicated and makes it more and more secure, in quotes, it's made their lives a misery by the sounds of things. And clearly, you've got some very innovative people in this community and they've done amazing work. But I do worry how long they're going to be able to do it.
1: We were having those worries back in, like, Lineage 15, or whatever the first version was, was it 14, that Google was making things more complicated. There was a thought that this whole generic system image thing would destroy custom ROMs, that it would break everything. But what actually happened is it was Google trying to do the right thing, because Google wants to update their phones more reliably and not have to go through a bunch of carrier bullshit every time. So, they have things like a vendor partition where the proprietary, you know, Qualcomm or MediaTek drivers go, and the product partition where all of the APKs for whatever, Verizon or whoever, go. So, they're trying, but every time they do this, they also need to make it more complicated. The most complicated thing in Android 12, it was optional in 11, which is how they always do it, is the super partition which is like LVM, but we couldn't be bothered. <laughs> and I remember the last days that I was at UbiPorts, we were mulling over this quite a bit because it's complicated. I mean, every time they try to do something right, they end up adding a complication as well.
0: Yeah, and they don't care about the custom ROM community. its I don't think there's anything malicious about it. They're not trying to make their lives worse and their jobs harder. They're just implementing features and security standards
3: or whatever, and just not caring who else it affects. Absolutely. This is it, Joe. With with your problem, if you look at the instructions for upgrading lineage in place, it's not every phone that requires that reboot. It's the phones that are A-B partitioned. But the benefit that gives you is that you can stage an upgrade. And that the lineage takes advantage of that. When you get offered an upgrade, it can upgrade it in place and then say reboot, and it will flip into the image that has just been downloaded and flashed. And it has uh, like add scripts to preserve things like Google Apps and if you've got a root solution installed. But that was difficult when that those devices first started coming out for the lineage ROMs that were coming along, because people would end up in a situation with bricked phones or they wouldn't work out you know you might have to copy the firmware from one slot to another potentially depending on which device it was and of course because not all the devices being supported were A, B then you have to make sure that your wiki is up to date and you know this is a to all intents and purposes this is a FOSS project and nobody's getting paid you can they, they. I really like the way they handle themselves they have a charter for the devices you can't be called an officially supported device unless you fulfill a series of quality assurance you know it has to function it has to have a functioning camera it has to have a functioning phone there's a, a long checklist you have to fulfill and you have to be able to deliver a build you know use the build service and make sure that bugs are identified and squashed and no one's making mega bucks out of it so it is really admirable. There was a time where one guy seemed to be doing a lot of devices, but that's changed again now. Like the, the 6T has a new uh, maintainer. He seems to be quite active. He's polite. Uh, he's helping people upgrade to this new version. But yeah, it is a challenge to continue to keep these devices going, especially now with this new version. IP tables is deprecated and it's gone to eBPF, which is a huge shift. and a lot of the devices are running Kernel's 3.4, some of them are on, where they're kind of cludging together a way to keep it going with the kind of user space developments, but the firmware still having to sit back. And you just can't backport that kind of major change. Now we're talking about devices that are quite old now, so maybe it is time they went to the farm. And Well, I don't know. My
0: wife's OnePlus 3T, that is a perfectly good phone. And when I had to borrow that briefly, when I had and either a broken OnePlus One or a somewhat broken Nexus 5, to pick up a functioning 3T, it was like, oh, please, just let me have this phone forever. It was great, and she she gets on great with it. And I was actually offered a 3T by a good friend, and I was ready to go and drive an hour to pick one up when I thought I'll have one last go and then I uh, actually read the instructions and made it work. <laughs> but... The 3T is a a perfectly good phone, and that has been abandoned by Lineage through no fault of the Lineage developers at all. They're doing the very best that they can, but it's because Google has made this upstream change to eBPF, and so that's it. That phone will get some security updates for a while, and then it's just a paperweight.
1: That's just the thing, too, is that this shift to eBPF is going to make it easier for maintainers of newer devices in the long run. At least, that's the thought. Because they no longer have to deal with IP tables or the terrible Android paranoid networking layer, (laughs) it could be easier to maintain these devices and the proprietary blobs that they depend on for the long term. You give and you take here, and it's not good for a lot of people because they have older devices. But all the same, it's the march of technology. And if Windows 11 can deprecate devices from 2018 and before, so can Google.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and that's the thing, right? If you're running a OnePlus 3T, you've gotten a lot of mileage out of that phone. So I think it probably is time that Google started dropping support for some of that stuff.
0: Okay, this episode is sponsored by Vulture. Go to getvulture.com slash LAD to sign up and get $200 free credit to use in 30 days. Vulture offers high-performance cloud compute, bare metal, and storage in 25 locations all over the world. You can pick from 12 operating systems, including Windows, or you can bring your own ISO. Vulture's marketplace offers one-click installation of more than 50 applications and operating systems, including Minecraft and other game servers, VoIP and VPN platforms, content management systems like WordPress, and cPanel. Also, check out their optimized plans, CPU, memory, and storage-optimized instances, featuring the latest AMD EPIC chips. So go to getvulture.com slash L-A-D to get your $200 credit and support the show. That's G-E-T-V-U-L-T-R dot com slash L-A-D. Quick bit of admin then. And first, just a quick thank you to everyone who supports us with PayPal and Patreon. We really do appreciate that. You can go to linuxafterdark.net slash support for more details there. And remember, for $10 or more per month on Patreon, you can get an advert-free RSS feed that includes this show, Linux Downtime, and Late Night Linux. And if you want to get in contact, the email is show at linuxafterdark.net.
3: So whilst I'm impressed with the latest release of Lineage, especially because on my specific device, it's been a huge improvement to the last version. Before I flashed this latest update, I was genuinely starting to become a lot more like Gary and think. I just can't be bothered with this anymore. It's very time consuming. And I had more of an experience like Joe as well when I went from 17 to 18 uh, or you know, Android 10 to 11 because there was a necessary firmware upgrade because I'd not been running the stock ROM. Just like Dalton opened with, I had to flash the man- manufacturer's firmware and I ended up in a boot loop and I had to recover that and it took a lot of time and I didn't have a phone while I was doing that. And I've got children now and like, again, it is a bit of a first world problem, but I don't want my phone to be bricked and to miss a phone call as a result. or to have to be fudging ramping the SIM in a different device. And there is part of me that's starting to think, I don't know if I can be bothered to do this anymore. Having done it consistently for 10 years, I just feel like unless I was going to go without Google Apps, which I don't think I'm going to do, maybe it's time I hung up my boots of lineage.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I've been thinking, especially when I was just without a phone having bricked it. I thought potentially hard bricked it. I was just thinking to myself, maybe it's time. Maybe it's it's like that grizzled detective with uh, a few days to go until he retires. I'm just getting too old for this shit and maybe I should just get a pixel, or maybe even I should make that jump and go to iPhone. And, you know, I came close, closer than I ever have to abandoning Lineage because of this. And I just, I keep having to come around to this because I don't want anyone to think that I'm somehow dissing the Lineage developers. It's not their fault. They're doing an amazing job, but they're just fighting this
2: losing war, it feels like. Yeah, so... I guess to give a little bit more context, I mentioned that I had a Pixel 3 before I switched back to the iPhone, and I was an iPhone user before that. I I bought the Pixel 3, and I I rode it right through until the end of its life. And it came up to kind of getting a new phone time. I just thought, I've got a kid on the way. Do I want to be the person who's sitting here for two hours installing an OS update on my phone if I install Lineage on it? Or do I just want something that works? I don't really like having a phone anyway. If I could get away without having a phone and that was more of a societal norm, I'd probably do it. But being contactable 24-7 is seemingly something that's become the norm now, Uh, particularly with work and Slack and emails and paging and all the rest of it. So I just thought I'm going to take the path of least resistance and spend 400 quid on an iPhone SE and probably get six or seven years out of it, and then I'll review the situation (laughs) in six or seven years. And that's the thing for me. I just want to buy a device that's inexpensive that I can receive calls and texts and Slack notifications on and just use it and not have to worry. I don't need the most amazing camera in the world. I don't need all of the customization. If I'm going somewhere where I want to do general computing, I'll generally have my laptop with me, I just want something that I can take the odd quick photo on and receive calls and texts. And for me, the iPhone does that perfectly, and I don't have to think about it. I can leave auto-updates on. It's not tied into the Google ecosystem, and it it just sits there, and it just does what I need a phone to do, and I charge it once every couple of days. You say you don't need a decent camera, but just wait until that baby comes, Gary, and you're going to want the best camera in the world. Well, this is why my wife has an iPhone 12 and I've just bought the cheapest iPhone in the world. Right, okay. So it's on her to take all the photos then? Yeah, she can take the photos and I'll just take the odd quick snap. But I just wanted a cheap phone that I didn't have to worry about and I could just plug in once every couple of days.
3: Well, yeah, and the, the way I'd settle on it now is I was thinking earlier today, I have been using custom ROMs for 10 years, but the way... I use my phone, which is actually now massively just a computer, and the amount I expect from it, that has changed. It's not just... When I first was trying to get extra space, it was just so I could put a bit more music on my phone. The idea that I would be using it for everything that I was doing all the time throughout a day was very, very different. And, you know, even today, I went to buy a lawnmower, something incredibly mundane online. I went to pay, and it came up and said... We need you to verify that it's you in the app. And so I loaded the app and it wouldn't load because I was apparently rooted. Now, there is a fallback of SMS 2FA, but that isn't great. I don't like the idea of that. And it will increasingly go away. And that's where it becomes difficult. It's like, okay, well, I couldn't buy the lawnmower because I couldn't prove who I was using a smartphone app. And, you know, I think about my mother-in-law in France to get her pension, she has to do 2FA on a smartphone. That's a big part of me thinking, it's not just that I can't be bothered, it's that I won't be allowed. Mm -hmm. Well, when my
0: wife wanted to travel to Germany to see her family, this was kind of earlier on in COVID times, and she had to prove her vaccination status, and we tried on her phone and my phone, and the app just would not work. It loaded and seemingly worked, but it just wouldn't fully work to the point where she could travel. Thankfully, I've got an iPad, which is totally stock. And that came in incredibly handy. She had to like do a little selfie video or something to prove it was her. And that just wasn't working on Lineage. And again, it's not the Lineage developers' fault. It's just the fault of us, I suppose, for running Lineage on our phones and not having a totally stock ROM. And I just, I don't know what I would have done without the iPad, to be honest. Well,
1: it's really the fault of you know, greater society and governments cheaping out on app development. But still, mm. you know, we live in a society and all that.
2: Yeah, and that's that's increasingly the point I come to, Dalton, is I don't really want to live in a world where I have to have a mobile phone. <laughs> <laughs> when we got married, me and my wife went on honeymoon to to Ireland and we had to prove our COVID vaccination status. And thankfully I could take in the printed paper copy. But I got some really funny looks when I pulled out my paper vaccination certificate when we went into a pub. I don't understand why I'm proving that I'm vaccinated just because I don't have the QR code you can scan. Should that really make a difference? And it just seems that we are ever more dependent on running mobile phones with stock Android or stock iOS and running these proprietary apps from governments or banks or whatever else it is. And it's seemingly harder and harder to break out of that ecosystem, which is why I just gave up and bought an iFade. Don't make me fade up the Linux Luddites music. <laughs> Please do. It's so perfect for right now though. I mean that's that's increasingly what I feel like. Just not all changes progress was the strap line. It's not Luddism though. It's you're closer
1: to digital minimalism than Luddism. Yeah. Yeah, And that is not having the least amount of devices possible, it's having the best tool for every job to support your values. And increasingly you're finding that our values aren't all of this instant access to stuff, it's just being able to live without being bothered all the time.
2: But I do think that this is also becoming more prevalent among normal people, i.e. not those of us who work in IT or use Linux. Like, you know, I've got friends who won't take their phone out with them now. And these are people who don't work in IT. Like one of them is a trainee nurse and she will not take her phone out with her. It stays at home. And if someone wants to get in touch with her, they phone her on either her mobile or preferably her landline phone. And I think we are, I guess like my generation, we're just getting fed up with people trying to get in touch with us all the time. And I don't really know what the solution to it is, because I think as people become more and more disenfranchised with being always connected, society expects it more and more. We're all going to be in the metaverse, Gary.
3: It's inevitable. <laughs> Over my dead body.
1: <laughs> they forgot to create the metaverse before they monetized it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well,
0: on that note, we'd better get out of here. Sorry there wasn't any proper GNU slash Linux talk in this episode, but hopefully next time we'll have more of that. But do let us know what you think anyway. Show at linuxafterdark.net is the email if you want to tell us uh, about your struggles with lineage or the fact that you've given up and just bought an iPhone like Gary. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks then. But until then, I've been Joe. I've been Chris. I
2: use an iPhone.
1: And I'm Dalton.
2: See you later.